We're rolling. Welcome to the latest installment of the newly named In The Know, where I am Al Sarver from Notel, your host, bump into interesting people and spend 10 minutes talking to them, no preparation, entirely improvised. And my guest across the table for me is Kevin Ryan, the impresario and father of virtually every startup I can think of here in New York City. Is that correct, Kevin? Is that a fair? I think that's exaggerating a little bit, but <laughs> I have started a number of companies. <laughs> I mean, so many of the ones I admire, and probably one of the ones that everyone considers the granddaddy of the startup scene, DoubleClick. Start, run, lead, whatever, some variation of all those things, I believe, at different times yep. at, at DoubleClick and others. Um, I have been seeking advice from the founders and leaders that I bump into on different topics, and so far I've been seeking advice on how to run this podcast and make it a really big deal. I think I just put the cherry on top with this whole thing. Amy Cuddy told me I should call it in the know and pursue a certain strategy and connect to some of the big themes in our culture. And I think one of the big themes that's been on my mind, I've been working on a lot in Notel land, is the blockchain stuff. And I have yet to run into someone who told me something more provocative than what you just told me. And we must investigate this topic. Okay, let's do it. What is the future of blockchain? So uh, the background is that four years ago, I got very interested in blockchain and in cryptocurrency. Um, bought a bunch of Bitcoin and invested in a company, uh, Chain.com, so I could learn more and started following. And so at the time, I thought that four or five years later, which would be today, two things would have happened. One is that cryptocurrency would be a much more useful currency because it'd be, I could use it to buy all kinds of things. Uh, mm-hmm. It wouldn't just be a store of value. That has turned out to be wrong. So far. Yes. Yeah. So we're five years in. It's very big. And there's mm-hmm. no momentum on that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the last 50 websites I just went mm-hmm. to... to check out. So its adoption is like a transactional utility is zero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then it's just like gold. It's a a store of value. Mm -hmm. So that that just limits very, very much its value as a currency. Mm -hmm. Second thing on the blockchain, I thought... Meaning generalizing away from just Bitcoin or currency type uses, but blockchain broadly. Yeah. yeah. So so Mm -hmm. talking about blockchain in particular and away from cryptocurrency, I would have said at the time, Look, regardless of what happens to cryptocurrency, that's just an application of blockchain. It can be used in so many different things. It's Mm -hmm. going to be great. Um, and you'll see in four or five years that by 2018, you will see... <laughs> so you have a testable prediction that you put out there yes. four years ago, yes. and here yes. you are going to and reveal... I'm wrong on both of them, <laughs> which has altered my thing. And I think my, I probably had sort of conventional wisdom mm. at that point. And so I would have said at this point, because hundreds of millions of dollars went into companies in 13, 14, and 15, mm-hmm. that by three to five years later, of course, we'd start to see really great usages where it's working for a company, it's faster, it's cheaper. No one expected it in 2013 mm-hmm. to be very, very effective, but by now it would be. And and the truth is right now, it is much less effective than people have thought. Lots of people have hyped it, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing very many uses. And at the same time, other the 10 other databases out there are have become faster and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so I think people have a tendency to think of blockchain as some incredible new category when it's really structurally just a different form of database Mm -hmm. and so if it were much cheaper which people thought it might be and uh, much more reliable so that you could just clear transactions and have uh, Mm -hmm. security and and privacy and everything in one fell swoop that would be Mm -hmm. great and it's not delivering on that and I I, when I go out and talk to companies, mm-hmm. I actually find them now quietly uh, much, much, much less optimistic about the usage of blockchain. Uh, As a replacement for a database, or at all. At all. 
or ra- oh, and perhaps that's just because no use case has presented itself of any merit. I mean, every big company has huge transactional volume going through different kinds of databases and lots it, of data to handle, it and it is not faster, it is not cheaper. Why would they ever replace something like Mongo the difference with? Is now that almost every company has mm-hmm. gone out there and tried it. I mean, yes, you had mm-hmm. ten people working on it. Uh, is anyone? That's how you start everything. Yeah, ten people, fifteen people for a year, for mm-hmm. two years. Uh, companies were funded that have created products. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take eight years to, to create something. To like find this. the application. You know, so if you've been if you have a team of twenty people been working mm-hmm. on it for three, four years, if you don't have it, you may never have it. And so right now I'm much, much less optimistic about uh, blockchain and its use in uh, many different uh, use cases that people talk to. Terrific. So the table is set. For, here's the topic I wanted to investigate with you. You've self-identified as a skeptic with your arguments and your experience and your track record. Now me, hey, I've got this idea about the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can give me some tips. Okay. I'm totally fine if we spend five minutes on it and the answer is just drop it. You've wasted <laughs> your time. My business, no tell. We do a lot of real estate transactions. There's parts in New York now that we're doing 15 or 25%, depending Flatiron, Chelsea, of all the leasing activity on every kind of office. It's very large. And for every deal we do, we look at 100 other properties, which means we're looking at thousands of properties every every month. And as we've expanded now to London and San Francisco and Berlin and LA and Chicago and a bunch of other cities, we're starting to be one of the largest buyers in a very liquid marketplace. Uh, this month, this quarter, this year, next year, forever. And as we are such an active buyer gathering this information we're finding, there isn't any other better source of information. The information is terrible. We're burning something like 2% of the total value of every transaction to just verify what somebody told us about the air conditioner, the elevator, the floor, the light, the size, the shape. It is a pain in the neck. Broadening the lens to all of real estate, this is true for many players on the buy side, whether they're acquiring a building, leasing a space, doing whatever. People are burning a huge amount of value on verification. So, a year ago, I was like, hey, this blockchain thing, maybe it's interesting. Next time someone talks to me about it, I will listen. Started listening, and I heard a few ideas. I didn't hear that it was a faster database. I did hear that it was decentralized, so no one would own it. I didn't hear that it was a cheaper database, uh, but I did hear that verification was built into the system. And what I concluded in this early introduction to the topic was maybe it could be used for an area where the truth is hard to get, where you really can't trust all the other players, and it can get you to get you to the table together. Now tell me if you think this is at least an intriguing yeah. application and react a bit before I carry on. So first of all, I think the idea of a database, uh, a reliable database mm. of real estate opportunities, transactions, things that exist, mm. is a very good idea. Mm. So um, now, now the question is which database to use it is blockchain right. the right way to use that right. so that's a separate point right. but I, the fundamental okay. idea okay. Um, what is it CoStar the one that, in New that is an example of a great business that's been built over many years yeah. 31 years they cover like 7 to 10 cities yeah. in the world my sense is that that's relatively old technology um, it's a centralized model for data gathering and also a centralized authority model where all the counterparties who created the co-op in the first place are no longer the agents you know they have this sort of principal agent issue going on and the agent this co-star is capturing tons of value and some of them don't like it now I have no intention of competing with them or anything, but it's just as an example of a, of a real estate information clearinghouse based on the centralized model. And it's, it looks to me like the kind of thing the blockchain people say, well, you should be able to do it from the edge. So as we started contemplating this topic, we thought, all right, well, if blockchain could be implemented as a kind of de- decentralized verification system where all you have to do is trust the math, not the guy sitting in the CEO's suite, perhaps if we brought the right pools of data together, we could churn the wheel around and around and perhaps build the biggest data set. 
So we asked around, is someone doing it? And we found a bunch of nerdy guys, all these blockchain crypto hacker folks that had no data, but they had big ideas. So nothing was really moving in the right direction. We made one move. The first move we made is we uh, announced that we wanted to do it. No tell. Huge transactional player, growing in share. Then we made another move. We bought this company, 42 Floors. 42 Floors is one of the unparalleled data sets in North America. It's the Google of real estate information. It contains information covering 10 billion square feet of office. And then we kept on working a bit more. We um, signed up a couple of the other leading startups that we plan to announce soon that have pooled a lot of data. And we conceived with the idea that we would end up a minority holder of all the tokens in the platform and that anyone who put data in would get paid in tokens. Anyone who verified information would get paid in tokens. And at that sketch level, which these crypto people call tokenomics, we have a bad database that's slow, but might be secure enough because the information's not gold, it's just information, but is decentralized and runs this truth machine type dynamic. That's second step in the process. What do you, what, how do you feel about that? To the extent that blockchain can work, it would be in situations where there is a problem of uh, reliability and verification. Mm. So, which we currently don't have in bond transactions or buying buying a house in the states. Mm -hmm. like most things you don't, or a credit card transaction clearing. Um, here, you know, you do, and it's also unique in that you really do need transactions and information from hundreds and hundreds of players mm -hmm. who don't have an incentive to put in. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways to solve that problem is have a data cooperative. Mm -hmm. um, you can put data in if you want to take data out. That was one way of doing it. But mm -hmm. this, actually, I think, I feel like blockchain could be, in this case, hmm. uh, um, well, possibly. It, yeah, let's say you're running it now. Yeah, so the way you guys took Mongo and you made it a big deal is you went to the developers with the download who can implement the thing and then maybe they have a credit card and then you got all the way to the enterprise mega deal. Yeah. We've only been talking for a couple minutes about this one, but you've seen a lot of patterns. What's the pattern on this one? How would you take a big data set but not the biggest, a few key partners but not all of them, and turn that into the, the truth machine, the real estate information? Well, first of all, I'd start, I'd try and narrow it as much as possible, like only New mm -hmm. York City in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You just make your problem simpler mm -hmm. or some other vertical application. Uh, make it as small as possible. And that way you can do a good job. And ultimately, you just got to create a great product. And it has to be, you may have, you'll have to throw labor at this in the beginning. Because you may have people contributing, but maybe not everyone is contributing or not as many people as you need. Then you can force that, mm -hmm. make it work. Mm -hmm that it works and then when you go to Cincinnati or Philadelphia or something it feels like, inevitable to it feels them. inevitable people contribute it's going to work you're creating mm -hmm. the right incentives in the beginning you may not even know the right incentives um, you mm -hmm. certainly get it wrong in the beginning because yeah. Yeah. Um, so think of it as your beta and it might totally. make sense to not, not do New York in the beginning right where it's safe away from the main stage yeah and mm -hmm. smaller smaller in mm -hmm. scale um, and see how that goes I mean just got to think about how if it's unwieldy to let everyone have input and mm -hmm. you got to worry about bad actors, you know, currency is much simpler. Mm -hmm. if, if I put information about my floor, you know, and you come in and change it, how does someone else change it again? How do we, how do we know the right verification? What is the definition of verification? Mm -hmm. So uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm not sure how we actually clarify all those things. I mean, the square footage is debatable on a floor. Yeah, well, so it's going to be what the consensus or the majority are willing to accept. So that's majority rule, not absolute truth. But the, the second related point you were just making is how do you get the cooperative going? Do you let everyone in or do you start with the more curated group? And this is a puzzle also that we're yeah. facing at the moment. We were thinking go smaller in the beginning. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. So 
I have a floor, and uh, you know, people aren't allowed in on my floor. Mm-hmm. I say it's forty thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unverified review on uh, Yelp. Yeah, you know, this place has terrible uh, ramen. I hate right. it. Right. Who's this guy? First time poster, and and so and it would have low authority. This floor again. Who's actually going to spend the time down to the Well, it may stay dark. It may stay dark. But because we're going to pay for information, you're going to earn tokens for either providing information or verifying. Here's here's like a loose fantasy. A loose fantasy is there's some time years in the future where people on vacation just visiting New York for a week walk around and take measurements and photos so they can earn Mm -hmm. the cost of their trip by earning tokens in the platform. But just getting to that point, if you're going to... Effectively, you're going to pay me a certain amount per hour to do that, Mm. right? And so it's got to be enough that people want to do it. Yeah. And so that then I've decided, is it useful to get everyone else or do you need employees to go do this? No, it's going to have to be a demand side. So if you think of it as a two-sided marketplace, the supply is the information stuff and we have a way of cleaning and verifying and we plan to pay these guys. We're going to pay them. We're going to pay them tokens, which are just fantasy money. The tokens can only be valuable if someone is willing to pay real money for tokens. So who's that? It's information consumers. The theory is there are people that would like to know true things about real estate. Yeah. Big investment funds, buyers of buildings, people who want to lease them. We know tell. We know tell would like to pay the money to learn some of this information. And then maybe we get surprised. Now there's a big global API programmable data set without any price floor or any price ceiling that can float freely. We find people with an entry point. That's a little bit of a fingers crossed. And it is a thing that we have spent some time on. And it's fingers crossed until we announce the next thing. But let's say we announce this big, massive corporate customer who says they want to spend millions (laughs) a year on the platform. Let's say I get that done. Now the token's worth something. It's worth a few mm-hmm. cents per token, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so really, a lot of these, the, the, what's, they're very hard to pull off. Because, mm. you know, if you and I just needed to raise $20 million and hire 200 people in New York City mm-hmm. to go measure everything, we could do that and mm-hmm. get it done. When you don't control the labor force, mm-hmm. you got to provide incentives that it can change. And it, it's mm-hmm. just, sometimes it's a harder thing to do. For sure. And it works if you're going to pay people less than we have to pay them mm-hmm. for some reason. But then you got to figure out why is that happening? Already, it works when they've already done it on their own, and so they can just monetize it. Right, right. But I don't see how they've already done it on their own. They've got to go to this floor. Yeah. And well, no, no, no. Some people have done it, right? So brokers have done it. Mm-hmm. Owners have done it. Big record sets like ours from 42 floors have indexed all that information. We're just not sure if it's entirely right. And then a decision that we'll have to make early in the process or that other players on the platform will have to make is, okay, based on the reputation or the coherence of the information provided by 42 floors or by Newmark or CBRE, do I trust it? Will I accept it? Someone comes back with photos and a video laser remeasurement, maybe we overwrite that. But we have a starting point, I think, for many of these data sets. All right. You give me your advice? Great. Now I want to return to the question in just for one more minute. I think about 20 minutes ago you said uh, blockchain is over. What do you think? Are you intrigued? Is there a different act? So I think that the, the only thing I've refined a little bit is that the, the use case of potential blockchain applications is going to be at the very least much, 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 much narrower than people think. Mm. And it'll be somewhere between there and zero. And so even here, this idea, which I think is potentially one of the better use cases because of the things we talked about, still may not work because of the complications of uh, on doing this. And so that'll be the battle. And so we just may find out that it doesn't apply in many cases. On this, I can certainly agree. Thank you, Kevin, Good. Good for your it. thoughts and ideas.